0: Due to the Notre Dame schedule change, enjoy this encore edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Originally aired on December 28th, 2019, prior to the ND victory over Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. And now, the Banditos' fresh May daily kickoff with your host, Phil Halk. Ranked ninth in the preseason polls and with a playoff appearance in 2018, hopes were high that in 2019, Notre Dame football would reload and with a veteran offense and ferocious pass rush, make another run at postseason glory. The schedule would include seven home games and the challenge of road games against Georgia and Michigan, both preseason top 10 teams. On Labor Day night, the season opened at Louisville and the Irish prevailed 35 to 17, as both the offense and defense showed signs of things to come as the defense played well and the offense struggled early before putting the Cardinal away in the second half. Next, in a 66-14 romp over New Mexico in the home opener, Ian booked through for five TDs, and impressive freshman Kyle Hamilton had a pick six. The stage was then set for a visit to number three Georgia, and with Cole Komet back from injury, the Irish played well, but a last minute drive fell short, and the Irish succumbed 23-17 back at home for the next three weeks and down went an outstanding Virginia team 35-20. The game was keyed by 131 rushing yards from Tony Jones and eight sacks by the defense. That was followed up by another five touchdown pass performance by Ian Book and the defense pitched its first shutout in five years in a 52-0 pasting of Bowling Green. Next up, USC, with a trio of top receivers, but Ian Book with a 14-place, seven-minute fourth-quarter drive, keyed by a couple Chase Claypool highlights, put the Trojans on ice on a chilly South Bend night, 30-27. And then preseason number seven, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. On a day full of rain, cold, and more rain, the Wolverines scored three fourth-quarter touchdowns, and the Irish never did get on track falling 45-14. to After having reached as high as 7th in the polls, the Michigan loss dropped the Irish to a number 16 ranking, a plunge that would have lasting implications. Nonetheless, the Irish embarked on a five-game November to remember, and it was their quarterback that took the team on his shoulder and his legs. It started with a game-winning drive against Virginia Tech, which was keyed by Ian Book's scamper into the end zone with 32 seconds remaining to give the Irish the lead. ND 21, Virginia Tech 20. Next, the Irish traveled to Duke, and on both sides of the ball, the Irish were superb. Four more touchdown passes by Book, who also rushed for 139 yards. ND 38, Duke 7. The Irish then came home for the annual tilt with Navy, who boasted a top 25 ranking and the number one rushing attack in the nation. But down went the midshipmen. Chase Claypool caught four of Ian Book's five touchdown passes and the defense forced fumbles, four of them, en route to a 52-20 blowout. The next week the Irish completed an undefeated season at home with a 40-7 stomping of Boston College. Book threw three more touchdown passes, again led the team in rushing, and BC was held to just 191 yards of offense. That set up the finale in Palo Alto, where the Irish had not won since 2007. Stanford took the early lead, but the Irish blocked a punt and took charge late in the second quarter. Ian booked through four more TD passes, and the Irish closed out a 5-0 November with a 45-24 win. Despite the November winning streak, the Irish settled in at 15th in the college football playoff ranking and a New Year's Day Bowl was not in reach. Their fate sealed on that nasty weather night in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ten Fighting Irish wins and two tough defeats. And this week, the season culminates with a matchup against first ever opponent Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl as the Irish look to cap off another outstanding season and build momentum for 2020. Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations, Dale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons, Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, share mcculloch auctioneers, And Flight by Yingling, only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Raise the bar. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haines, Eisenbarger and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation and estate planning, the full service accounting firm of Haines, Eisenbarger and Skiba, like the Irish has what it takes to help you achieve success located in fort wayne near jefferson point haynes Eisenberger and skiba proudly supports notre dame football and congratulates all those who are a part
1: of the greatest tradition in all of sports go irish this is art salzburg i don't endorse everybody but i found a company that i think provides a great service The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up move you and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change and lifestyle we'll be calling sure mcculloch at 441-8636 that's 441-8636 we trust them and we know they'll make things easy and profitable
2: introducing flight by yingling the next generation of light beer for those who don't follow trends but craft them Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling & Son Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
0: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Due to the Notre Dame schedule change, enjoy this encore edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Originally aired on December 28th, 2019, prior to the ND victory over Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. Well, Tim Priester, there's a, a lot of news to talk about since you and I last chatted. And of course, we last chatted just before the Stanford game. So let's get right into the show First, I'd like to do a quick wrap-up on that Stanford game. That was a 45-23 victory for the Irish. Uh, four more touchdown passes for Ian Book. I think that's 33 on the season. That's not bad. Uh, Tim, Stanford, as you may recall, led that game 17-7, some kind of tense moments. Uh, but then late in the first half, the Irish come up with the block punt by freshman Isaiah Foskey, and that led to two last-minute scores before halftime. Irish took control in the second half uh you know going into that game Tim Stanford with so many injuries and the Irish just with better talent kind of wore Stanford down were you ever worried that the Irish though might be headed for an upset that Saturday evening
3: yeah I think anytime you're trailing trailing 17 to 7 on the road at a place where you haven't won the last five times you've been there yeah you think about a little bit but I you know, I did think that I, I did think that their offense would revive, as you mentioned. Isaiah Fosky's block pump was huge, uh, but so was Ian Book's third down completion, forty-three yarder to Braden Lindsey, that really seemed to loosen things up. So, yeah, they were the better team. Um, you expected over sixty minutes that they would show they were the better team. It was kind of like that uh, the year before at USC to conclude the regular season. So they got it together. I, I think. Um, You know, the diversity of the offense, spreading the field wide, these are all things that will probably apply to Iowa State game as well. But those things really came in very handy for Notre Dame in their comeback.
0: Well, it was great to reach that uh, double-digit threshold for the third straight season. Uh, And, of course, the next day after beating Stanford, the Irish accept uh, the invite to the Camping World Bowl to play Iowa State. Uh, Much more on that later. But a bombshell dropped ten days after the Stanford win. Really successful offensive coordinator Chip Long was let go by Brian Kelly. Tim, what was that story?
3: Well, first of all, you know, there's a debate as to how good Chip Long was as a play caller and offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and I always felt that he was excellent. And um, in Brian Kelly's 10th year, Notre Dame scored its most points under him uh, this past season, so I think he's very good at that. Um, in terms of relating to the players and communicating, that was always a problem, and it was something that we had been alerted to, you know, pretty much throughout the three years as coordinator. And finally it it reached ahead and, and, you know, when asked directly, Brian Kelly said that he thought that Chip Long did a good job of calling plays and running the offense. So it was certainly beyond that uh, off the field, uh, on the field, on the practice field. He was tough on the players. And there's one. it's one thing to be tough. It's another thing to, to cross the line. And I think there were a lot of players along the way the last three years Felt like he crossed the line fairly frequently.
0: Well, there there are two Brian Kellys, and that is the uh, 2016 and before Brian Kelly, and the 2016 and after Brian Kelly. And I, I have a feeling that the personality of post 2016 Brian Kelly just wasn't matching up or meshing with Chip Long. So uh, a change at the top uh, of the offense. Uh, And, Tim, Brian Kelly was a bit feisty last week when he was asked about who would handle play-calling duties. He suggested, jokingly, that maybe a fan poll should be taken as to who should do it. thought that was funny. Uh, But who will handle play-calling for the bowl game? What's your thought?
3: Well, we think it's going to be Tommy Reese. Uh, That was the indication when we first um, broke the story, or co-broke the story, I guess you could say, about Chip Long uh, no longer being at Notre Dame. Uh, We haven't heard anything that would be contrary to that. There's been a lot of talk from Brian Kelly about collaboration among Tom Reese and Lance Taylor, uh, the running backs coach, and Jeff Quinn, the offensive line coach. I would think that if Brian Kelly ends up staying in-house, it will be a co-coordinator with Reese and Taylor. He says he'll look outside of house. We'll see what happens there. But as far as it relates to calling plays against Iowa State, Tom Reese got stands full against John Haycock, a really good defensive coordinator at Iowa State.
0: Yeah, Haycock with a great reputation, uh, without a doubt. So Tommy Reese, a little trial by fire, it looks like, as a play caller. Uh, Okay, so now we've talked about uh, Chip Long. Tim, do you anticipate any other changes on the uh, Notre Dame staff?
3: Not to the extent that I think we anticipated that. Uh, There's been talk about Todd Light, the cornerback's coach, former Great Notre Dame player. I know he's got his family's out in California, not exactly sure what's going to happen there or what he's pursuing, maybe something in the, the NFL. But, um, you know, I, I know a lot of fans aren't happy with the, the performance of Jeff Quinn and the offensive line, at least as run blockers. that were very good as pass blockers, but I wouldn't anticipate there being a change
0: there. Okay, well, but with Notre Dame football, you just never know. Just hold your breath, folks. Uh, All right, and and something else that will come shortly, I assume, after the uh, Camping World Bowl is we'll hear about uh, fifth-year decisions for some players. And I want to go down a list of a few players whose uh, return next year is in doubt, and maybe we can hit these quick-hit style, Tim, and tell us whether you think they're coming back or not. Let's start with Lowy Gilman.
3: I don't think so. He feels he's ready for the NFL uh... Um, this would be his sixth year because he went to a prep school out of high school. So six years removed from high school, I think he's turning going uh, give it a shot in the NFL.
0: You just feel that uh, somehow he's going to stick in the NFL, too. Uh, Javon McKinley. I think that he's happy with the change of coordinator, and there's a good chance he returns for a fifth year. Well, I think that would be a nice a boost to the receiving core. Uh, Sean Crawford, and that would be for a sixth year.
3: Yeah, there shouldn't be any issue with the NCAA. He had three season-ending injuries before he played enough games in those seasons. Sean Crawford is expected back for a sixth year. That's That's huge in the secondary where you're you're probably going to lose Gilman, and you know you're losing Elliott pride.
0: Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Absolutely. (laughs) Sean Crawford will be a a huge boost to that secondary. (laughs) Tony Jones Jr., running back.
3: Not sure. I think
0: he wants to come back.
3: Um, We'll see.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll call that a 50-50 shot. Uh, a real, real super important one, uh, and a guy who uh, earlier uh, may perhaps caught a little off guard had said he would come back, and that is Cole Komet. But, Tim, he'd be a yep. first-round draft pick, I think, in the NFL.
3: Well, I, he would be the first tight end chosen. Dan Shaka from our lab, the are uh, Irish Illustrator is now using as our NFL draft analyst doesn't think any of the tight ends will get picked in the first round, but right now, Cole Komet is projected number one. There's a lot of layers to that. He's a pitcher. He intends to throw in the spring. He's got a younger brother that's on the Notre Dame baseball roster. Um, because he's now projected as potentially the number one draft pick at tight end, that could change things. Change things but he's huge that, for Notre Dame. I mean, that's, that's the difference between – You know, maybe a playoff spot, not a playoff spot next year.
0: Yeah, stay tuned for news on Cole Komet. And speaking of a chance at a playoff run next year, uh, the last one I'm going to throw at you, of course, is the quarterback, Ian Book.
3: We expect him to be back. Um, And and again, the change of the coordinator, I think, makes that a pretty easy
0: decision for Ian Book. Well, I persist in my belief that he's got uh, an NFL skill set. Uh, particularly in the style that uh, NFL quarterbacks are playing these days, but uh, certainly would be well-served by another year back in blue and gold. Uh, Last week, the Irish signed a top-notch recruiting class, 18 commits, uh, ranked ninth overall on 24-7 sports. Uh, Tim, give us a, a little thumbnail of that class. What are some of the highlights?
3: Well, I, I mean, you love the speed of the all-purpose back in Chris Tyree. I think you have defensive end Jordan Botello, who's excellent. You have a couple of receivers in uh, Jordan Johnson and a three-star in Xavier Wolfe. There's no way a <laughs> three-star he's a four-star prospect. I like Riley Mills um, up front on the defensive line. It, you Really, when you look at the top, uh, you know, Tosh Baker, I think long-term in offensive tackle is very, very good. When you look at the top seven in that class, I think it's really, really good. Uh, there's a fairly sizable drop-off after that, and they're going to have to have some three-star guys come through. But they like their they like their three-star corners with length, and they're going to need them to develop.
0: Well, two five-stars in the class and, and speed. Uh, I like the sounds of that. So a good class for the Irish. And, and something that maybe has changed a little bit in the last couple of years in the Irish uh, recruiting philosophy overall, and you wrote about it last week on irishillustrated.com, and you wrote that uh, Brian Kelly says this is who we are as far as uh, how they're going to go about recruiting. Talk about that.
3: Yeah. And Brian uh, Polian, the the recruiting coordinator said that they're very upfront with recruits. This is our name. this is what it's about. This is what it's going to be like here. And they, you know, they want kids to embrace it. If you don't embrace it, when you come in, if you don't accept the, the academic challenge, along with the football challenge, it's going to be a tough sell. So they play to that, uh, to that culture. And it seems to be working pretty well. Now, you know, that probably means you're not going to get too many top five rankings uh, just because the path to the NFL is a lot easier other places. But in terms of chemistry and cohesion, I think the 32 wins in the last three years speaks to that.
0: Makes a lot of sense. And fewer guys have been flipping on their commitments at Notre Dame. So uh, uh, communication and being honest up front about what Notre Dame is, a great approach for recruiting and it's paying off. Uh Tim, we know that most people were not happy with the Irish going to the Camping World Bowl. Although I think, uh, without a doubt, that Iowa State is underrated as an opponent, and I think you would agree they may be seven and five, but they've had uh, they've been a very difficult team to beat this year.
3: There's no doubt about it. They're one of the three teams, three Power Five teams in the country uh, in the last three years that has not lost by more. Than 14 points so they're in everything oklahoma and washington beat the two power five teams that can claim that you know close losses i you know i've always contended that close losses is a sign of a good uh, a good football team and matt campbell's team lost by one to iowa to two at baylor um, to uh, one point at, at oklahoma on a two-point conversion so they've lost some close games but that doesn't take away from the fact that they play teams very, very tough of their five losses, they were tied or leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, they just haven't been able to finish a deal against some quality teams there. But uh, they are, that's a formidable football team, a formidable football team. And Matt Campbell, I think, has, him and his staff have done, have done a really good job of coaching this football
0: team. Yeah, well coached. And in every game they have played, Uh, and they come into the game as underdogs, they may have a little chip on their shoulders about that. So a very formidable opponent coming up this weekend. So nonetheless, the Camping World Bowl. Why aren't the Irish in a better bowl, and is there anything that can be done in the future to get around these or to change this contractual situation that led to this?
3: Yeah, They're probably going to have to wait out uh, the contract a little bit. I'm not exactly sure off the top of my my head how long it lasts, but you know when Jack Swarburg negotiated the ACC uh, contract in which the other sports were placed in the, the ACC, it was a real coup. I mean, it was a tremendous job on his part accomplishing that. But there has to be some give in other areas, and one of those is the affiliation of the ACC with the Orange Bowl. And the, in the contract, uh, the, the ACC commissioner John Swafford was not willing. To budge at all when it came to an automatic bid for an ACC team beyond one like Clemson in the playoffs. And even though it's, uh, you know, even though Virginia is a team that Notre Dame defeated, that was just something that NordAim couldn't negotiate into the contract. So, um, you know, it's not ideal. Uh, Iowa State's a good football team. NordAim wouldn't get a whole, won't get a whole lot of credit if they beat them. Uh, but it's just a little snag in that contract that I'm sure as moving forward, Jack Swarbrick would like to amend if if at all possible, which has been very difficult.
0: Well, it's complicated, but I'm certain, I think we know that, as you mentioned, the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl, both would have loved to have had the Irish, and I think the Irish had earned, uh, traditionally at least, uh, status in those bowls. But uh, the Camping World Bowl it is, and the weather forecast for Orlando is nice, and I like that. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory Injury Report and the world famous Irish Illustrated Prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 343rd edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine a little
1: light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine sunshine shining through these windows of mine and i want it to be
2: easy easy choice
1: is Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows Doors and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer and we are even more proud of the award winning installers who will come to your home. Right now take advantage of our 12 month 0% interest payment plan and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247 stop into our showroom or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows Doors and Remodeling. Your or clear choice
2: your clear choice, is your clear choice is
0: the fighting irish fact of the week is brought to you by our friends at the wise insurance agency one of the four horsemen elmer layton went on to be the notre dame head coach from 1934 to 1940 and then commissioner of the nfl from 1941 to 1946 Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes.
2: Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends but craft them, Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories... This is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. Fiji, Yingling & Son Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
0: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. Due to the Notre Dame schedule change, enjoy this encore edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Originally aired on December 28th. 2019 prior to the N.D. victory over Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The number 15, 10-2 Irish take on the 7-5 Iowa State Cyclones. TV coverage on ABC starts at noon South Bend time, and it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the marina at Lake Gage, Chris Craft, and Premier Pontoons. We share your boating passion, and we now have our last installment in our season-long series on the great defensive players of the last 60 years. And before we get to this week's hero, let's review the honor roll from this season's shows. Kevin Hardy, Alan Page, Mike McCoy, Walt Patolsky, Mike Townsend, Luther Bradley, Ross Browner, Bob Crable, the three amigos, Stams, Stonebreaker, and Pritchett, Chris Zorich, Todd Light, Manti Teo, Jalen Smith, and now this week's hero who played from 2014 to 2018, Drew Tranquil. Tranquil, of course, hailed from just down the road from South Bend in Fort Wayne and was a defensive prospect who really didn't have a certain position. Safety, Rover, linebacker. Well, he played them all. And Tranquil was expected to be a bit of a project. But coming in as a freshman, he was having none of that because he stepped right in in 2014 to play 11 games, including three starts that year. Unfortunately, that season ended a couple of weeks early due to a torn ACL and an unfortunate trend started. After an intense rehab, Tranquil earned a starting position his sophomore year and played well. But another torn ACL, this time the other knee, ended that season in his third game. But by his junior and senior years, after two ACLs in 10 months, he found a way to stay healthy and was a full-time starter, defensive leader, and a team captain for year four. Now, despite the fact that the NFL was calling, he came back for a fifth year in 2018, served his second year as a captain, and solidified his reputation as a hard-nosed, instinctual player with an amazing ability to overcome injury. Tim, one of my favorite stories about Drew Tranquil was how he limped on the field last season against Northwestern a week after suffering a significant high ankle sprain uh, the week before, and he totaled five important tackles.
3: Yeah, he. I mean, anybody that knows Drew Tranquil is impressed with him off the field, the, the person that he is, and then on the field, the type of teammate he is. He had no business playing in that Northwestern game. Uh, and hung in there and and did make some important plays. In what It ended up being a 10-point game, but it was certainly in doubt most of the night. So, yeah, I mean, all the respect in the world for Drew Tranquil, the football player, but especially the, the human being, the person that he is.
0: Fourth-round draft pick of the L.A. Chargers were not surprisingly... He has worked his way into the starting lineup. Drew Tranquil, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Tim, 7-5 Iowa State is appearing in its 15th bowl game overall and third straight under Matt Campbell, who is in his fourth season heading up the Cyclones. Iowa State's best win was over Texas, and their five defeats, as we talked about in the first segment, have all been by close scores. In their last game of the season, that was their worst defeat. That was to Kansas State, 27-17. The Cyclones are led by sophomore quarterback Brock Purdy, and they prefer to pass the ball over running it. Purdy is a 66% passer who has thrown for 3,760 yards, fourth best in the nation, and good for 27 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Charlie Kohler, his 6'6 tight end, leads the team with seven touchdown receptions, and senior Deshante Jones leads the team in catches with 72, good for 832 yards. Defensively, Iowa State likes to run out of a 3-3-5 scheme, and they will frequently drop eight defenders into pass coverage. They are 43rd nationally in total defense. Respected defensive coordinator John Haycock is in his fourth year with the Cyclones, and this season his troops are giving up 25.3 points per game, ranking them 52nd nationally. The Cyclones, on one hand, have not forced many turnovers, but they have been very good in limiting big plays. No small feat in the offense-happy Big 12 Most of the pressure the defense brings on the quarterback will come from the second level, but defensive end Will McDonald with six sacks is a disruptive and dangerous player off the edge. Senior linebacker Marcel Spears Jr. leads the team in tackles, and running a close second in that category is junior safety Lawrence White. Sophomore linebacker Orion Vance is the sack leader with six and a half. On special teams, the Cyclones have a pretty average, and they will give up a lot of kick and punt return opportunities. Tim, dropping eight on defense may limit the ability of Ian Book to throw deep and to find running lanes when he leaves the pocket. And on the other side of the ball, it looks like strength against strength. Notre Dame has been very good against the pass, and Iowa State and Brock Purdy have been very good passing. What is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory?
3: Well, I think you, you hit it, Phil. I mean, I think it's strength versus strength. Iowa State's passing game with Brock Purdy, nearly 4,000 yards passing and Notre Dame's pass defense, which is really good against everybody. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think there are a lot of other factors, certainly Tom Reese calling plays for the first time against a quality defensive coordinator. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that strength versus strength. I, I, I like Notre Dame's chances, but I also know that Brock Purdy is a resourceful guy. Uh, at the quarterback position. You have to keep that running game in check, there's no doubt, because if they have success then, it really opens everything up. But I'm looking at that strength versus strength matchup, and um, I like Notre Dame's chances, but I also know that Brock Purdy succeeded in just about every one of those
0: situations this year. Okay, pass defense is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage Key player for the Irish?
3: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to fudge that a little bit there. Uh, Phil, I'm going to change things up a little bit there and, uh, I'm going to go with Tom Reese, Tommy Reese. I, I, you know, I think that he is the key man in all of this going against a, a veteran defensive coordinator. You knew what Chip Long could do. I think this is an opponent that you need to widen the field against and, and do some damage outside the hash. Uh, Chip Long could do that. We don't have any idea whether Tom Reese knows how to do that as well. So. He's the key guy in all this uh, if he can come out and call a good game against
0: the Iowa State defense. Tommy Reese is your Aspen Mortgage key. Irish, former Irish player (laughs) slash coach this week uh, needs to call a good game. Aspen Mortgage for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 19 Indiana locations. Tim, do the Irish expect to be healthy for the bowl game?
3: Definitely, and they weren't able to end the, the regular season healthy, especially on the middle of their defensive line with Jason Adamiola and Myron Tagavaloa and Mosa out, but both are back and ready to go. Uh, we're not aware of anything that has happened on the practice field at this point. Uh, or really, by uh, last week, they had pretty much curtailed most of the, the physicality, or at least by the weekend. So, um Looking good. Notre Dame, um just about full strength, but certainly much better situation than they were health-wise when the regular season ended.
0: Okay, good news in the injury department for the Irish. Uh, so thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish by three and a half. What does America's foremost authority say?
3: Well, the one thing that I'm really adamant about is I think this is a low scoring football game. Um, we've seen the over underline drop, uh, a little bit since it, since it opened up. And I think, you know, with Tommy Reese going against the veteran defensive coordinator and Iowa State, uh, you know, hasn't, they, they've set records for, by Iowa State standards for scoring. But I also know they only scored 17 against Kansas State and 17 against Iowa and 21 against Baylor. Um, and 17 against Kansas State at the end of the regular season. So I think it's a low-scoring game. I have great respect for Brock Purdy and what they're capable of doing and this well-coached football team. But I think when all is said and done, I think Notre Dame wins a low-scoring game. Iowa State's not a team that gets blown out, so they'll hang in there. I've got, uh, ironically, the same same score that uh, Iowa State ended their regular season on. I have Notre Dame 27,
0: Iowa State 17. Notre Dame 27. Iowa State 17. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. Uh, Tim, once again, you and I are pretty close on that prediction. And the size of that line tells me something, but I I really like the Irish to cover because in a good weather conditions, I think Ian Book can pick Iowa State apart a bit. And on the other side of the ball, the Irish defense is better than any that Iowa State has seen this year. I'm going to pick the Irish – ND31, Iowa State 17. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for listening to this encore edition of Fighting Irish Preview. With a little luck, the Irish will return to the regular season next week. Special thanks to Art Salzberg, Brett Rump, and my studio producer, Adam Schenkel. Now, stay tuned for Talking Sports with the great Jim Shovelin.
2: Podcasts by Federated Media.